You need a cool opening, by the way. You just go and Darren, I can show you your homunculus. It's not the opening that you want in this battle. And welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop Bellum Draconis. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical homebrewed world of Erith. My name is Mark and I am the Dungeon Master. And also with us for this week's episode, we have Will who plays the human cleric Emron. Hello. We've got Ian who plays the tiefling warlock Nix Carell. Hello. Darren who plays the high elf, high elf artificer Reigns Haddow. Hello. And Callum, who plays the Warforged Artificer, Alpha. Hello. It's only taken us 19 episodes, listeners, and I have managed to learn those four names and their characters off by heart. I forgot to bring up my sheet, and actually, I managed it. I only just fucked up a little bit on High Elf, so I do apologize for that. Round of applause. (sighs) It's a very understated one. Callum didn't even applause. Callum. I'm clapping elsewhere. (laughs) Slapping your thighs together. (laughs) (laughs) That has just been met with a round of disgust across the webcam, listeners. Even (laughs) you don't want to view that. Trust me. Actual motion. That's. I'm I'm still. uh, The minute you said it, I very much visualized it. I visualized it in its entirety. Good. Good. I'm in your brain. I need to mind bleach. Mind bridge. <sighs> that should be a new D and D spell. Maybe that will do it in sixth edition. That's modify memory. Cast a high level, <laughs> fifth level spell just to erase Callum's thighs from your brain. <laughs> and Ian, don't worry. Worth yeah, it. the tenacious D reference did not go amiss. Ian, I heard that. Don't worry. I appreciate you. How about the power to move to move you? Mystery and Wonder Boy. No, anyway, um, I could do the whole album. I reckon. Oh, me too. Oh, easy. Me too. Maybe that could be a whole episode. Maybe that would be this episode. Everyone else, you can go. Ian and I are going to serenade. <laughs> no, um, a D and D version of the Pick of Destiny. I'm in. Oh shit! Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, no, I can't really. I'm not. I've got a very vivid imagination. But anyway, let's get into That's some D and D. That's a D&D, Kickstarter everyone. idea, if I ever heard one. Oh. oh. <laughs> Come on, Mum. What happened last time, Mark? That's a really good question. And thank you for passing it on to me because I'm about to pass it on to our rules consultant, Will, who's going to tell us a little bit more about what happened on last week's episode of The Fellowship of the Tabletop. Previously on The Fellowship of the Tabletop, Bellum Draconis, Nyx takes the lead, taking our party to the elven ear. He decides to try and integrate the party into... A life of crime. <laughs> Nix and Emron go inside. Meanwhile, Alpha and Rain stay outside as for a few minutes, which turned out to be longer than they actually thought. Meanwhile, inside, Nix and Emron meet Tristan Green Eye, who offers the pair a job. Nix instantly gets quite aroused by this job. <laughs> I like the idea of stealing things from a ship and getting profit out of it. Emron says no. <laughs> so Nix will probably do it anyway. 
Meanwhile, outside, Alpha and Reigns, having decided that a minute's probably a little bit too long to wait, message Emron and eventually go inside. The party, having convinced Tristan Greeneye that Reigns is a mark that they intend to smuggle and take back to Dralak, Tristan finally gives up information about the Jade Blood Drops and where they're keeping Marota. Deciding that they are going to rescue them, the party leave the Elven Ear, heading quickly to go do a few things where Nyx is honestly not going to go talk to his crew to tell them to go steal stuff from a boat. Honest. <laughs> and Reigns wants to talk to the party. After that, they travel to the Kethring's old mill out of town to rescue Marota. Well done, Will. Very nice. Yeah. We, uh, we find ourselves... More clapping ourselves, to you, Will. We find ourselves... No more no more clapping. Not your clapping, Callum. The Callum I didn't clap. say well, anything. I didn't say your, anything. Nobody wants no, no, that. I don't happy, want you happy to... Thighs. Don't, don't smash your thighs. I don't want that. It's, oh. <laughs> and after such a good uh, opening there from Will, to then have that image supplanted back in my mind it went like this lovely medieval morning outside the elven ear with some heroes stepping outside to flap 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 of, of something of Callum's flapping <laughs> now just imagine it's Alpha and it's just the two fires as he walks along we put this on ourselves we asked for him to talk more I know, yep. I know. this is what happens people regret it when I talk or open I wish mouth. to I wish yeah. to downgrade Alpha's voice box and his thigh box as well speak to speak to Reigns we found ourselves outside the Elven Ear. Um, the four of us, after speaking to Christian Greeneye uh, with a, an array of information now, as you mentioned, Will, about the Jade Blood Drops. The sun is high in the sky. The day is young. The moon is uh, not not there because it's because well, it's daytime. And on the other we, side. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're really interested, it's on the other side of the world. But you know, unless it's you know flat Earth, I don't know. It depends um, on your view on where is this going. Anyway, we're outside. We're outside. <laughs> The uh, the mudded uh, cobble streets outside the city of Goldview um, cover the ground beneath you. To your right, you look up and see the vast and uh, impressive gates of Goldview City, remembering that you had to leave the city only for a few seconds, for a few minutes, to step into the Elven Ear shop. You find yourselves, the four of you stood outside, and as Nyx and Emron, you exit first and head down the steps, take a few steps to your right towards the city, you turn to the other two, to Alpha and terrains you're stood off to the side of the street with a hustle and bustle carts passing soldiers walking by and the regular movement and humdrum of city life seems to pass you by to your left and to your right what would you like to do am i right in thinking that nix is completely out of earshot yeah um, i thought yeah nix nix at the end of last episode didn't nix walk off sorry to yes ruin your yes you had intro. apologies so Nick, you'd, you'd head off back into the city. Sorry, I meant that Emron, you had kind of led the way and turned Sorry. around to the other two. No, absolutely, thank you. Well, this is a fine situation that we find ourselves in. We're all still completely aware that he is lying to us through his teeth, right? But they're just making sure that we're completely aware of that. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong, Reigns. Uh, after we lied in Blacksmith... And even before then, I, I'm, I'm fully aware that Nix is full of shite. Now, when we were in there, Tristan, not going to lie, that man's a bad one and could do with, you know, me and a bit of justice, but we'll deal with that later. Nix has been told about this job where we could possibly go and steal stuff off a boat. He got very excited about it. I told him no. 
So where do you think he's off to now? Jeez, uh, well, how many theater companies do you know that seem to be excitable around the idea of piracy? What are we Look, getting involved with here, Emron? Um, I'm not. I'm not going to lie, Reigns. Um, from my limited knowledge, I'm willing to believe that it's quite possible that the theatre company story is a load of shite. This is what worries me. We're, we're, we're dealing with things. We're supposed to be helping people, and we're getting involved with pirates? What, no, what are we no, doing no. here? No, don't, don't get me wrong. Totally agree with you. And if I have my way, we'll, 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 we'll deal with it. Uh, we'll deal with it at some point, and we'll cross that bridge. Right now... We we can we can help someone. We can help Marauder. Yeah, um, well, on the subject of that, Imran, there's something you need to be aware of. Uh, Alpha, everyone else knows about that damn jewel that you found. You might as well show Imran. Everyone is aware of it, aside from Nix himself, I believe. No, and Nix is very no, aware of it. I was not aware we you discuss- had a jewel. And Nix is aware of it. We discussed this. Why is that memory bank of yours not 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 functioning properly? <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps it is trauma from all the recent violence. Anyway, show him around the damn jewel. Uh, learning from what people have said previously, he's not going to whip it out in public now. He's basically going to turn his yeah, satchel towards Emron uh, and just lift up the top, uh, and he's just going to kind of bring the jewel up. Um that he took from Nix's weird little warlock patron daydream journey. Uh, Emron will stare into the sack and see the tip. It is most impressive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's one of those you took that too far. Too far. I'm Never. sorry. What, what, and, and, look and, at that and, thing. And, We're over our heads here. And you and you say Nick knows you've got it. Reigns does believe so. Yes. Look, he was. I, I'm convinced he was looking for something when you were down, and he did not do a good job of hiding it. Can you think of anything else that would have piqued his interest in you? No. Considering his aptitude towards stealing things, it could be anything. <sighs> um, I know what you mean, Reigns. At the moment, I totally agree. We are we are all here to help people, but I know, you know. Look, right now, there's a list of people who have some wrong in them that need writing, and the Jade Blood drops that Tristan in that shop over there. They need dealing with now. Nick, I, I know, I, I'm willing to own the fact. That Marauder is there because I gave her up. I did that to save our lives, and I know the right thing is for us to go and to go and get her back. But I think about it, Emron. They they keep having their little side conversations. Marauder sees him pick up that gem, and then Nick finds out about it. How do you think Nick knew about it? She told him they are playing us, and we need to. Ah, so so we have you have a choice, Rins. Um, now we can call him out on it now. Or we can be aware of it and and use our brain. Put it put it this way: if Nix does out that is contrary to me, I'll break that horseshoe and I'll rip his power off him, as his patron told me. He was told 
that he needs to learn to change his ways a little bit and perhaps learn how to follow instruction of others and perhaps follow someone else's morality. That's mine. So if he wants to keep his ways, then he'll, he'll have his comeuppance and we'll deal with them. Dragons, demi-planes, me waking up covered in blood, Alpha finding that thing, that weird thing he's got with her where he stares at her and because he don't know why... It is very well, unexplainable. I do well, apologize for the inconvenience. It's don't, not don't you. It's wrong. not you, Alpha. It's it's everything. We've been here two days, and, and and look, and we ain't got that long. My father will know. He'll know that we are here. And as much as I don't trust them, we have to reconcile with the fact that if they're with us, they're in danger as well. And at some point, well, if if you think they're playing us, then I, don't I think no. I'm just saying is if. It, if we're if we're traveling with them now, we have to trust each other, and that means it means we probably got to learn stuff about them, and they've got to learn stuff about us. I uh, and I agree, and they they know that there's a bounty on us because we've Do not they? made that we've not made that a secret. We have talked about it, so. How do we know when we get out to that windmill? This isn't a trap just for us. Then These are if people it's, smugglers. If it's a trap, if it's a trap, Reigns, then the best thing to do is spring the trap. And if it goes south, you take Alpha, and I'll hold them off. Very simple. I think I got my message. To hell and the sleep god, Emron. Uh, but you know, you, we you're need here, to be re- think. We need to be thinking long term. We, we we gotta move. We can't stay here indefinitely. What, whatever we've got to do in this city, whatever others have got to do, we gotta do it, and then we gotta get gone. Oh, I agree. I and I'm not convinced Alan is in charge anymore. Rins, she, she isn't, and it's not about. I thought when we left Shadowman we were coming here to hide, but we gotta do something else. And, and I... well, we've 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 been offered a base. Don't forget, we've been offered to go to that keep, which is outside at city. So there's that possibility. We don't have to come back to city if we don't want to. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll fix this, Reigns. We'll 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 get past this and we'll sort out. Out. I got. I, mean, I gotta come back at least once and run that fella in the smithy. He. I know, I know. We've we've got a sort. There are under there are unanswered questions. Maybe you're right. Maybe us staying in the city ain't a good thing. Maybe we should start to spend more of our time outside of city and popping into the city when we have to. I, mean, I, I don't know what to think. On the one hand, doing something in broad daylight ain't exactly my father or grandfather's style. On the other hand, reaching out to the Obcrisker and having us tied up and sent back in, with pretty little bows on our head, that is something I expected them. But that will take time. Now, I, I don't think they've got their own direct men in that city. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been sending those idiots after us that came after us on that on our way in. But Rins, Rins, you and everyone will sort of reach out and just put a hand on range of shoulder at this point. You're worrying about stuff we can't control. Like, we can't decide what Nix and Marotta will do. We can't decide what 
your family will do. We can't decide what anyone else is going to do. The only folk who we can really rely on are those three. Now, our actions are what we can control. So let's don't worry about the where's and the and the why fours and the whatevers of what others are going to do until we know what's going to happen. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and your mind works at a thousand steps at once and you'll drive yourself mad. You're a smart I believe man, Emron. That is the wisest thing that Emron has ever said. I thank you for your guidance for all these years. Is that the way you feel about it, Alpha? It does seem the logical assumption. We cannot prevent what has not happened yet. All we can do is trust in ourselves, trust in our actions, and hope that we be good. Aye. You were there in that basement, Alpha. I said I said we do good things, but they have to be They have to be loud enough for Helena to hear. They have to be loud enough for people well, people in positions of we need to help the people in the right positions. And the problem is, is I, I totally get what you're saying. But equally, if we make too much noise too quickly, we're going to draw too much attention to ourselves. And that's exactly what you don't want. Not not for now. I get your meaning. And if you want Eleanor to take notice of us and, and know where we are, then fine. But what we don't want to do is draw too much attention on ourselves too quickly. What we're doing right now is what we need to do. You watch those games, Emron. Zemrith. The things that he used to do with his armor. I, I can I know I can make that work and I know ah, I can we send will. a message I can send not just a message to Helena. I can send one back to my father. I can send one I don't know. We can send those messages, Dad. We can send them all back home, but we are more we are stronger if we send them together. And when we're ready, not before we're ready. You you want to send the message home, and you want to make it very clear where how you stand, and that's that's fair enough, and I admire that. But what you can't do. And you've told me this. You've told me we can't go rushing into things before we're ready. All right, let's start with getting her back, and we'll deal with it from there. All right. So let's, Agreed. Let's head up road. Nick said he'd catch up with us, so, you know, he's got small legs. He'll probably be tired. Let's go. Fine, fine. And as you turn with your backs to the city of Goldview, and for the first time since the three of you stepped foot on this foreign soil so far from your home. You turn your back on civilization, turn your back on the metropolitan city of Goldsview, and turn your back on the apparent safety its walls contain. As you continue to walk away from our um, imaginary camera, it's going to move away from you and rush through the uh, gates of the city, down a busy Union Pass road, through into the central Vita Square on the bank left, where we catch up with a um, 
mid-jog, I'd say. A jaunty moving uh, nicks as he uh, sidesteps people left and right through the busy streets of Goldview. The um, bunting overhead seems to have magnified and, and its numeracy now. Uh, people are still preparing for this, some kind of festival of life that is going to happen. Though the charred remains of many of the buildings are still in place and people are still indeed mourning. The city is full of people and many seem to pour in every day. Uh, Nix, we're back in the city on your lonesome. What would you like to do? Uh, so Nix is also aware that there's uh, this precious of time. So he's trying to beeline just so he can get into view the ship, the Esmeralda, so he can send a telepathic message uh, that slowly throughout uh, the last couple of days, he's been getting in touch with uh, the um, the extraterrestrial powers, shall we say, that he's been imbued with. So he just needs to get in view of the Esmeralda and he's going to send uh, Vasil, who is the quartermaster of the ship, uh, a message. And um, yeah. So I was just going to say, I'm going to get you probably to the place, you know, the place that you had a little a little kip the first night. Well, yeah. you weren't, you didn't stay in the arms and arm, you stepped outside, um, probably to there. It's a safe area. It's the same kind of place. You know, that area, you could set yourself down between the, the, uh, barrels that you rested in, um, now or next to apologies, uh, which gives you perfect line of sight on the Esmeralda. Okay. So almost using his horns, like a radio antenna, he's going to <laughs> close his eyes for a moment and touch the inner part of him. Woof that is connected with power and once he feels it starting to awaken a little he's going to open his eyes stare at the ship and from his horns there's almost if you could see the sound wave there's a ripple in the air around it as the message shoot forward and this is uh i don't think i'm limited in what i can say on on this sort of message am i no i don't think don't thank you guys there's everyone's nodding their heads around me just to let me know that i'm doing this right so the message will be i feel it's nick's corral here There'll be a f- ship full of goods, silks and boats, and precious materials. I don't have a specific detail of the ship in general, but I do know there is 565 gold in it for us. Think how long we can survive on that. Think of what we can do with that kind of gold. Send out Zane for a scout. He be good for the work. And get the ship ready. I'll be back soon. I have one job I need to do first. Be well. Okay. And the message has been sent to um, to your quartermaster there for you, uh, Nix. So um, you've just finished out the message now. The sun is still high in the sky. Um, what is it you want to do now? Okay. Well, Nix wobbles back a little bit after the message as if the draw of power is new to him still and he hasn't gotten used to it. But then after a shake of the head, uh, he'll check his boots and absolutely smash run it. Uh, almost like a uh, ninja in a anime production, full on arms behind him. He's going to book it to the um, bollocks, the windmill. Is it a windmill? Book it to the bollocks. I'm imagining you run book, like Tom Hanks. He's going to book it to the old mill. Okie dokie, down Union Pass. Um, and for expediency's sake, we're going to um, half day's walk, half day's travel, uh, kind of just fast travel that for now, if that's okay. The journey is eventless. The road is busy. 
but most of the traffic is heading into the city, not much is coming out, especially at the speed, Nick's, that you're traveling at. And um, the other three sleep, guard, um, sleep guardians, um, Shadowmendians, you notice the odd cart pass you on the way, but nothing particularly of note and of interest. The sun continues to move slowly across the sky, and it's mid-afternoon by the time you take your left turn off the Union Pass, and you see it not far off in the distance. By this point, Nick, you have caught up with him as well. Uh, not far off in the distance, you do see the abandoned ruins of an old mill. You notice two outbuildings, large stone, white stone buildings that are decayed and greened with moss over time, the roof of which of both have been fully knocked in. The wall and corner of the south-facing building is also almost totally destroyed. It seems these buildings either came to some disrepair at some point in their past or were damaged for some other reason. The mill itself itself stands tall in the centre, save for its lack of um, rotor rotor in the middle. Rotor? Rotor? Let's call it Sails. Sails, thank you. There's sails in the middle, save for the the spindled four skeleton uh, features that the uh, the sales used to have a bottom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Will doesn't know just D and D. He knows medieval farming equipment. He he knows he knows stupid random facts. I was quite impressed uh, yeah. that you just got that straight away. I was that's it's good. Um, the bottom left corner of which is also uh, rather dilapidated and broken away, missing stones, either pulled out or blown up. Perhaps the whole series of buildings look in disrepair. As you walk along the path towards it, uh, still at quite a distance, you notice uh, the fields far from the distance. We're shaking our head. Well, what's up? What's up? Um, Put editor's I've... note in. Sorry. Well, I didn't want to interrupt his flow. I don't. I, I don't want to cut him off. Um, yeah, yeah. This you is... tell us not to talk. O- yeah. Tell us not. You tell us not to talk over each other. So you know. Yeah. Um, uh, before we even walk there, everyone would be. Everyone wanted to say stuff because everyone's not going to want us to like walk straight up to it. Okay, uh, it was more like sorry. A, uh, just setting the scene. Yeah, but well, well, he he'd done a description, but then when he started to say, as you walk towards it, I was like, well, hang on a minute. I mean, we've always been walking towards it for the last half a day, I'd, I'd argue. But yeah, that's okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Let me just let me just put in the fields. You you finish field? your shit. It's fine. Thank you. There are some fields. Go ahead, Will. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> as you walk towards Your, uh, it. As your eyes scan down away from the main three buildings that dominate this portion of the Sleetguard skyline, you notice these fields haven't been ploughed, haven't been worked in many, many years. The old wooden fences that surround certain areas of the farmyard are broken. Wood has been stolen. Only a few posts remain. Any equipment that was worth anything has also been pillaged here. This is a husk of a farm now. Yet the land seem um, bountiful and rich, the soil rich as the uh, weed life that continues to grow there seems to grow massive around you. Yet no one seems to be there. There's no sign of life. There's no smoke of a warmed fire of anyone living around. That's when you notice the path leading to your left and leading you down towards it. I imagine we get to that point and just have a, a moment's pause as you look at the old, broken, burnt, charred sign that says Kethering's old. You can only assume the last word was supposed to be mill, but has since, since burnt off. Is there 
trees and woodland nearby to give us cover? Is it fairly open ground towards the mill? As you look around towards the mill, you notice it's almost all open ground. On the path out of Goldsview, many of the trees on the way, most of your way, have been removed and replaced with farmland. Right, okay. So it would be a very much an open, walking okay. down a very, very, very open path. So, what about you lot? We've got two options, really. Part of me wanted to say we should uh, find a place to bunker down and wait until it gets dark and any of them lot down there go to sleep and we'll have the element of surprise or we could go in now the only problem is if this is some kind of base of theirs i doubt we'll be able to get close to mill in daylight and not be seen i don't know about you guys but like on our ship we don't have a daytime shift and a and a quiet shift. We have a nighttime shift and a day shift. We have enough people to to kind of pull weight, uh, depending on no matter the time of day. I would say yeah, that but you, the, you, you're a boat that needs that needs have, having folk tending to it. If this is just we're talking about an underground criminal service, I would say that they are twenty four seven. I mean, Nick has a point, but Emron also makes a good point that if we rest, me and Alpha get a well, we get an artificery thing back, and that, that's another round oh. Apologies. Well, I, mean, I was not aware of that. I thought we were just talking about boots on the ground. I was I, mean, I was talking about Western for maybe a few hours. I don't think we'll get enough well, time. Well, fine, if that happens, but we, we need to prepare now. If, and I don't see that. I, I kind of agree with Nick's. I don't see the point in waiting. The longer we stand here or the longer we we loiter, the, the more likely we are to draw attention to ourselves. Ah, the darkness upon approach would be advantageous to us. My only reason we're saying for, was from at night time. And I, don't, I get your meaning, Mix. I get your meaning, yeah. They might have 24 shifts, but most folk tend to have less people working at night than during day. That was all my, my thinking. On the counterpoint, people smugglers are going to have an easier time of moving things around at night than they are in the middle of the day. Yep. They could be sleeping right now. Look, I assume that there's more to this mill than meets the eye and that one of those doors is going to lead us underground. We go in that door. If we can, you can give me 10 minutes, I can plant something so I'll know if anyone comes in after us. I'd also like all the healing potions, if I may. Um, NC is just going to jump out the bag. Should we need them, NC can get them round, can get them to us. NC can move quicker and more nimbly than the rest of us can. I can keep an eye on everyone and distribute. Only if you say nimbly bimbly. Uh, NC is the king of nimbly bimbly. <laughs> I don't know if I have a healing potion. Let me just check. <laughs> well, I know someone picked up the ones from the shop. I, I, I think. I, I well, think I've got um, one I took one. I think Emron took one. Okay, uh, I'll explain. Give them to uh, give them to uh, and right? So uh, we just want to go thing, in there then. Well, yeah. The, one other thing, Alpha. Not that I wanted to tell you, the main way you can help us if it comes to a fight is using that pistol. You, you, like me, we may need to keep your ability to heal in reserve just in case we need it. Agreed. These people kicked the shit out of us last time, and they're not they're not going to let us go again. Ah, uh, so let's make sure we're all you know going in there knowing that we're going to have to break some skulls, yeah. If I may, Emron, may I see your shield for a moment? I believe I have something that may be able to help. Okay, and Emron will get his uh, round shield off his back. 
Alpha's going to take the shield and he's going to just place his hand upon it and you're going to see the very familiar orange glow just kind of emanate from his chest down his arm into the shield and it just seems to channel into it and then just a little bit of a pulse to it. Um, Will, I'm giving you one of my infusions enhanced defense so you can add a plus one to your AC as long as you are obviously equipping the shield. Cheers, baby. Yeah. Nice. You're sharing them out, Callum. That's nice of you. I'm a team player. Nice. Sometimes. Right. There you go. I've added that to my uh, armor class on D&D Beyond. Tank yeah. up the tank. And just to confirm, I now have the two... It's two potions of healing I have, isn't yeah. it? The one that Alpha had and the one that... They were very basic ones. I think they were D4s. Yeah. Regular, I don't think they were... Yeah. 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 They're in the uh, bag. They're nothing. Cool. All right. So we're right. What's the plan? So... We're going to do this. We found. I am ready. Give me. I I know you don't want to do it, but give me ten minutes once we're the other side of the door, and I'll be able to. I'll be able to rig it so I can make know if someone's followed us in. I'll read. Everyone will take his shield, get his shield in one hand, hammer in the other. Get our friend. Start walking down the street. Or read. Or read. You start heading down the, uh, the dusty, well-worn path down towards the Kethering's old mill. Each step you take, the crunch of stone underfoot, the gravel underfoot, you assume at some point an arrow must come slinging out, shields ready. Every small porthole window of the mill or one of the broken buildings, your eyes and the shadows looking for any movement. And there's nothing. Not even a wisp of wind, a rustle of trees or bushes a silence save for your feet stepping through the stone too quiet almost you step close you're now 30 feet away from the old mill as you look up at where the sails should be you hear a very slight creak of the wood but nothing else seems to happen what would you like to do Oh, you also notice, sorry, uh, to, you're the stone right in front of it. One building is to your right. One building is to your left. The one to your left is very much dilapidated and broken. The one to your right seems in relative, relatively good nick. And then there's the mill directly in front of you. Right. Tristan said we had to go around back. Right. Right. So go around the back. All right. Um, you take the left side, just picked one at random, uh, and there's a massive trap in your diet now. Um, you take the left side round. <laughs> Big boulder uh, comes out of nowhere. If only you'd chosen the right-hand side, that was trap free. Right. And uh, as you do so, you see the uh, broken and dilapidated side of the building um, on the one to the left. And inside, you see the shadows and overgrown uh, nature of what's inside. It must have been a mill. It must have been an area that held bags of flour or, or some kind of grain or something. Now there's nothing but empty sacks on the floor dust and rubble and shadows and shafts of light shining through that catch your eye thinking that must be someone that must be one of them and yet it's no one walking around the back you notice a series of bushes dotted around this seems to have been where the farmers used to throw offal or waste products and the ground seems to become incredibly fertile because of it um it doesn't take much but walking around you notice in and amongst these bushes a large, dark oak trapdoor. Not trapdoor, but cellar door, almost, that sits below. That seems to sit below the mill itself. 
it seems well worn. The brass handle that you use to lift it up from its front seems well shined, almost like it's been it's had a lot of use out of it. You look around and notice the back side of the mill and more fields edging off into the distance, and in the distance from there, the beginnings of a forest and the beginnings of mountain lines. But no noise. You look around to the other side, to the other building that seems a better nick. No noise. What would you like to do? You're stood around this trapdoor. What would you like to do? Great. Why does this seem inherently easier than I was expecting? Well, maybe they're not expecting folk who are looking for trouble to know where they are. Maybe they think Tristan's a smarter bloke to know the right kind of people to send their way or what? Or we've been sent into a trap. So You know, you know. how in the uh, lands far east you have the Arctic horizon, Alpha, and in the sea they have them things called icebergs? Yes. I get the distinct impression that this mill is an iceberg and what we're actually looking for is going to be underneath the surface. Uh, that is a beautiful analogy. Emron will set his hammer down and, oh well, I'll keep my hammer in my hand to start with. Does the door look locked at all? Is there a locking mechanism or anything like that? There seems to be nothing from your side that you can see. Okay. I'll put my hammer down for a moment to free up a hand and I'll open the hatch. The hatch pulls away quickly from its base and was lighter than you expected. There's no squeak in the hinges. Again, another sign of being well-worn. As you, I imagine, I mean, how, how are you taking it back? Are you aggressively throwing it back? Are you tentatively? Well, I thought, I thought, just, cause I was obviously expecting it to be about quite hefty, but obviously I sort of surprised and I just sort of lever it over. And if it, I don't know whether it's a double one that opens or just a single one that opens. It's a single one that opens back on back yep. on itself. Okay. Yeah. So I just lever it up, set it down, pick up my hammer and look down the hole. And as you look down the hole, you see an awkward series of steps cut out of the soil down 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 that seems to have been compacted over time to create a very steep staircase down almost like a ladder-esque but dug out of the soil you also notice down near the bottom it goes down probably about 30 or 40 feet at the bottom there you do see a bit of flicker of light coming from the base of um, this awkward staircase how much space do you need rains uh well I'm going to need 10 minutes and I can tell you that I can cast uh, I can cast an alarm on this door which will mean well I can cover up to 20 feet and it will let us know if anyone goes in or comes out of this door while we're down there okay well you cast it and then we go down alright give me 10 and I'll pull out the Rubik's Cube point it in the direction of the door it will start to flash and turn on itself and I will cast alarm okay. as the abjuration glyph takes heat, alarm will cast. And in 10 minutes' time, this door will just be marked by a invisible alarm that should it be breached one way in or out will let me know with a ping in my brain that someone has crossed the threshold. Okie dokie. I'll save your expediency. It's successful, obviously. Well, it is anyway. Um, and that everyone else, the three of you, are just poised, waiting, looking around, aware of your surroundings, aware of the silence that seems to permeate all around you, 
listening down the hole for any noises, for any echoes, for any voices that might echo up. And yet there seems to be nothing. Do we want me to lead the way or what do you want to do? Well, can you see down the darkness? I can see down and there's some flickering of light at the bottom. And Emron will then cast light on his hammer. And I've got this. Uh, you know, <laughs> you lead the way. Happy to stay at the back. Ah, uh, I figured as much. And Emron will lead the way down. Could I just take a I was going to offer. Who would follow after? I just want a quick order of one, two, three, four, ready to see whereabouts we stood at this. Um, actually, I'm going to go behind Emron because mm. he has a thing of mine that I really like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will probably be third just while Reigns is setting up the alarm and whatnot. So I'll probably be third down and then Reigns would follow. Yeah, just as I'm the last one in, the Rubik's Cube will pulse blue as abjuration magic comes out of it. It will turn back to its original settings and look like a cube. I'll know the spell is done. I will pop it into the bag of holding, take out a little thin piece of wire and leave it. Very, very thin, like hair strand, just in the doorway. It will then just disappear and dissipate and alarm is cast and then I will follow them down. The steps are steep and smell of dirt and soil, deep, wet soil. As you step down, 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 Emron, your hammer lights all the crevices on the way down. Emron, uh, about the whole stealth approach maybe a big lighthouse walking down these steps would give the game away well you didn't say out before we started well no because i've only just thought about it now because i can see the light bouncing off the friggin walls i mean there's already light down there but i mean tell me i'm wrong well it, uh, my, my concern is that um how how echoey our voice is going down this tunnel just just pretty muted the soil is okay. like i wouldn't be shouting yes. yeah, no 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 um, i'm literally stood behind you i'm watching looks. the light bounce down the corridor because <laughs> i can say it's quite a steep incline are we talking like so my anyone sort of looks goes, my concern is for those of us who can't see in dark this might become quite treacherous well how about you turn that light bulb off we switch places and i'll let you know if it gets a bit treacherous because i can see clear as day no, um, I'll I'll be right with the uh, with the lat. <laughs> <sighs> no. Fine. If that's the case, then I will listen to you. Accidentally cast thaumaturgy. My voice booms up to three times as loud <laughs> down the corridor. As uh, uh, as I as you hear, listen to you gets shouted, 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 shouted. I suppose stealth is an option no longer available to us. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. It's all right. It's We've all got our reasons. And if it's any consolation, Alpha, the sound of your joints clanking along here is going to accentuate the air. Something rotten. So don't worry too much about it. it w- 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 we're in for a fist fight here. Shall we run in? Well, as, 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 as safely as possible, everyone will proceed down the stairs without, you know, falling head over here. Here, here we go! Clank, 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 clank. Down we go. Yep. Do, 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 do. As you hit the bottom, everyone, you look forward and you see a, a pair of similar kind of oak that you saw at the uh, at the top of the uh, cellar door. A pair of oak doors, double doors, stood in front of you. 
they're closed at the moment with a single sconced torch on the left side of it, lighting the small kind of almost entrance area, if you will. The four of you make your way down there. Are you all on roll 20, by the way? Yes. Indeed. Yes. Yes. You should just be transported and updated. Oh my good God. That's what you're about to walk into. Oh my God. Are we the the door on the left? You're the door on the left. Are you just opening the doors? Um, I was probably, I mean, if they're not sealed, I was going to kick the doors open. I'm not going to lie with, with Nix's, uh, thaumaturgy. I was just going to kick the door, kick the door open. Yeah. All right, fine. Give me a strength check, please. Athletics. Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, just 12. Oh yes, it does. (laughs) It it does. It does. You get it. Um, the doors burst open and I'm actually going to say, that because you've got, I imagine you use your shoulder, it shunts you in a space as well through the other side of yep. the door, the other three of you just outside. And what you enter into can only be described as a room of debauched torture, death, mutilation, suffering, and pain. On the table in front of you is a corpse that has been tortured. Around you, you can see large, this ceiling is probably about 35 feet high to your left. The room is like a big L shape and you're at the bottom corner of it. You can see a number of large kind of um, uh, uh, charcoal based plinths of fire in each of the corners, um, burning away with embers. You see um, a guillotine stood in the center of the room with a series of skulls and heads off to the side of it. You see a small, a singled cell a metal kind of frame for someone to to be placed inside of it. Just off round the corner that you can barely quite see at the moment, you make out a huge number of chains, large manacles for arms, legs, ankles, whatever else. You notice a number of these large kind of um, hearth-like fires sat in each corner, burning hot. The air is warm and irony and not from blacksmith's iron. This is the iron of blood. This is the iron of blood. Next to this corpse that lays on this kind of torturous rack of a table in front of you, you also notice down to the side a large kind of five foot by five foot drain as well where blood seems to be leaking off to the side of it. You burst through these doors. There's a moment of silence as the hot air hits your face and you look around and you see some rather familiar faces. Faces of those that you encountered not 12 hours ago in the city of Goldview. They heard you coming. They were ready for you. Swords drawn. They are looking directly at you. Can I please ask that you all roll initiative? <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. Okay, did anyone get 20 plus? Yay, 15 to 20. Yeah. 16. Sixteen uh, as well, up. and Nick, you've got the higher. Um, Nick will definitely have higher dexterity. I tell you on roll twenty, it's definitely Nick. It does indeed. Uh, Ten to fifteen. Yes, thirteen. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Reigns. And then Emron, what did you end up getting, Emron? Uh, I got zero. <laughs> natural one, <laughs> minus natural one. one, and got minus one. I rolled minus natural one. one. I got, I got, I got zero. Oh dear! I, th- I think awesome. images of you stumbling. I think you might the be door. at the back of the initiative order. Everyone. I think I might be good, so I get to sort of, I get to uh, see the lay of the battlefield after this first what, round. Two what it means if you booted through that door? <laughs> well, it makes sense because maybe you weren't expecting yeah, yeah, this kind, yeah, of, does, kind yeah, of room, yeah. and you've just yeah. been like, "What the 
fuck is this place? And it's kind of taking you aback. Um, yeah, um, it kind of works actually. It'd be quite interesting for you anyway. Uh, it's uh, shaded, dim. There are shadows casting all over the place. Long, long stretched out shadows. And there's a lovely map from Dungeon Alchemy. Thank you very much for the creators of that. Um, that stretch out across the space, um, casting these awful kind of ghoul-like um, glyphs almost in the ground that uh, just seem to naturally terrify the soul. You look around. And on just your left shoulder, you see your buckler friend stood there, um, bucklet in hand, axe in hand as well. Behind the table and torturous rack of this poor soul that it seems to have been uh, violently killed on the table, you notice another sword-wielding member of the Jade Blood Drops. And next to the grate is the chap who was wearing the red leather armor, who stands with his short sword in hand, smiling to you all. He doesn't say anything, but Nyx... You're stood just to the right of Emron, just of his right shoulder, the other side of the door, the doors that have now been flung open. What would you like to do? Uh, Nix would rush in after Emron and go, Avast, motherfuckers! And Eldridge blast <laughs> the guy on the right. <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. Avast, <laughs> motherfuckers. All right, roll to hit. That should be an advert for the virus scan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 14 to hit that hits it would have been a crime if he didn't hit after that oh, I know. a crime and uh, as the purple nice. force starts to emanate from Nix's horns and then this force of push energy uh, comes straight out in front of him it does 10 points of force damage Fucking and nice, uh, Nix will be doing this as he's running towards to engage so he's going to end his um, go three feet from him okay so kind of directly in front yeah i see what you mean excellent to the enemy to the south lovely we've got an enemy to the north east and to the south are kind of surrounding this body like maybe they were just killing this person maybe i don't know and they've all moved away from it uh thank you very much nick's great opening fucking hell that's brilliant alpha you've just heard of ass motherfuckers and uh <laughs> elvish blast oh yeah sorry the shot smashes into this dude's chest thudding him back a foot or two as he struggles and you can see like the the, sh- the the leather he's wearing it's like bubbling a little bit as well um, just uh, on top of that, so as Nick's ends his go studying the person in front of me, would Caxton eye just quickly uh, around the room that's directly around him? Do I am I right in saying that there's there's pools of fire to the right corner of where Nick's is stood, or is in that the, just like a lantern? Yes, no, that's right. Yeah, that that corner is a huge kind of basically it looks like hot, hot, hot coals that one might use to press a body part over it in order to violently hurt someone. Um, they seem to, they don't seem to be giving off enough light to be there for just aesthetics or to light the space. I don't think they're particularly bothered about that, but they seem very much, um, to cook. Sweet. Cool. Um, Alpha over to you. What would you like to do? Alpha's going to be, um, Slightly impressed by Nix's entrance. Alpha sees it as rather a, a, a lower form of her- heroism. He's barged in there. He's got him with a witty catchphrase and <laughs> blasted away um, as an enemy. So Alpha's going to do it. We're going to try and keep it more uh, PC. Yes, surprise, villains. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to take my, <laughs> my pistol out and I'm going to shoot the one that is directly to the east, just on the other side of the corpse on the torture rack. Lovely. All right, roll to hit then, please. Come on. Ooh, 22 to hit. That hits. Very nice. Roll that damage. 
roll damage. I do nine points of piercing damage as this orange glow just emanates from my pistol and the same bang echoes throughout this torture chamber. Bang, bang, bang. Echoes down the L-shaped room and there's a bullet comes smashing into this man's hip. Ah! He screams in pain as he reaches down, clutching at his wound now as he tries to cover his hip. Uh, really nice shot that, Alpha. Are you stepping into the room at all? Uh, yeah, I will be stepping through the room, through the doors. Um, I will make sure that there is enough room behind me for Reigns to come through. Um, so I'll just probably be, yeah, just a little bit behind Nick's. Okay, forming a nice diagonal, Emron Alpha, Nick's very nice. Uh, nice, good stuff so far. That's 20, 20 well, almost 20 points of damage so far between the two of you. Very good for level three, two, two three, three, two. One. Hell yeah. Uh, don't worry, we'll have a lap soon, don't worry. Uh, Reigns, over to you. What do you want to do? Two of your ranged party members are smashing it at the moment. Reigns is also going to enter the room. He's going to glance around and probably see the same target that Nyx and Alpha have ploughed into. He's going to go, peekaboo, shithead! <laughs> and <laughs> is then going to take a manoeuvre to the bottom left corner of the map. Baseball slide into that corner. Pull out the Rubik's Cube. NC's eyes are going to turn red for danger. And the Rubik's Cube is going to glow orange and just cast off and pulse a firebolt in the direction of the same guy. Which one? The gun that was Nyx was attacking or the one that uh, Alpha was attacking? I thought they were attacking the same guy. Apologies. No, they'd, they'd split their damage. It would be the one that I can see, which is the one directly in front of Nyx. Correct. Okay, the one in the red leather. Yep, not a problem. All right, roll the hit with this firebolt, please. That poor guy. Yeah, eight to hit. Unfortunately, that misses the shot. Uh, slams into the ceiling above, suddenly lighting the space a little bit, but more. And you realize then how caked in spe- this space is in, in blood and just just gunk and just disgustingness and mold and rot. Uh, it's, a, it, it's a disgusting place, this. Uh, but yeah, Reigns' bravado this. will give way when he sees the sheer horror in here and it will just distract him from the shot. Um, what he will do is NC, who stat thing I can't find on D&D Beyond, but NC will, on Reigns' shoulder at this, and seeing Reigns miss, will use my bonus action just to take a shot with his laser eye. So I'm going to roll a D20 and add my modifier to it to see if I hit, which is plus five. Uh, that's a 13 to hit. That hits. Is this okay. the same guy you're aiming for? Yep, yeah, 1d4 plus 2. So here's the d4. Uh, five points of force damage as NC's eye turns red and just sends out this laser bolt into the direction of this uh, villain. Slams into his shoulder. Yeah. As he uh, recoils back again from the second strange attack he's had in a matter of seconds. It is now their turn to respond in kind. The red leather man is going to step forward towards Nyx. The chap that's up against Emron is going to take a side step to it's up against the wall facing you, Emron. And the guy that's behind the torture chamber that uh, was attacked by Alpha has enough room in order to get into combat range with Alpha himself as well. We're going to start with the chap against Emron to begin with. He's going to slash you with his sword he's got in his hand. Uh, oh, man. This is not looking good so far. 11 against your now buffed armor class, Emron. Yeah, that misses. 
Ah, crud. The next one, ooh, that's better, Alpha. That is 22 against your armor class. Uh, yeah, that hits. I thought so. You take, ooh, sorry, seven points of slashing damage. Oh, wow. And finally, the guy against you, Nyx. That's 12 against your armor class. That misses. Okay, I was about to roll damage already then. I assume that would pass. Never mind. I uh, had a, uh, a shield, thankfully, recently given to me. This is very true. Uh, not shield, uh, leather armor. That's what mm. I've got. Very nice. Uh, that is their turn. That is their turn up. And Emron, over to you. Just um, taking a thwang and his bounce off your shield. Uh, what would you like to do? Emron sees the others, sees what's happened, sees Buckler Man. And um, he's going to sort of, with everything that they've been through these past few days, he's going to sort of almost, almost go back in his mind to... Um, his days, you know, many years ago when, you know, he, he'd just been made um, a, a blacksmith and he was light on money in the fighting pits and he raises his hammer in the air and shouts, in Alido's name, blood and death. And I'm going to smash it on Buckler Man. Do it. Buckler hit. Man. I love that Roll name as a villain. Buckler Man. I like to think of it as one word, like Bucklerman. <laughs> Mr. Bucklerman. It's 12. That meets it meets. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Me too. It hits the wall. Damn it. Twang. Death to the wall. And that's uh, four points of bludgeoning damage. Boom. Smashes into his thigh. Ah! He says to you. Um, anything else you want to do, Emron? Uh, no, not on this go. We'll see how the next round goes. Not a problem. Nyx, uh, you have an enemy to the north of you, and you have the red leather dude that you are fighting directly in front of you, trying to swing at your face. You just managed to block the last hit with your buckler. Uh, sorry, your leather armor has uh, stopped you from being attacked. Sorry from the last one. Just slicing through the chest piece, not actually damaging you yourself. What would you like to do? I'm going to disengage and uh, swing around the right of him and make my way over to the hot coals that I mentioned in my last turn. And that'll probably be, that'll, that's, that's my action and my movement. I'm done. No problem. Thank you very much. All right, Alpha, it's over to you. You've got the enemy you shot in the hip just previously right in front of you now who did take a bit of a, a swing at you. What would you like to do? Uh, Alpha is going to learn from his mistake, realizing that close range gunshots did not work so well against uh, our last slew of enemies. So he too is going to disengage and he's going to head up north up the map um, as much as what he can do away from the guy that just hit him with a devastating sword blow. Um, He's not letting go. He's not letting his eyes stray from the combat right now. He's backed off. He kept his eyes on his enemy. He's still got his pistol out drawn. um, But yeah, that's that's, um, kind of all I can do. Okay, absolutely. I've disengaged and moved back. No worries. Reigns, you um, find yourself backed into a corner with two enemies that now have their their opponents disengaged from them um, in front of you, probably about 10 feet away from you as you back into this corner. Uh, what would you like to do? Reigns will lift up his shield, hold the Rubik's Cube over the top of it and fire it at the one who we fired at last time. All right, roll to hit. 13 to hit again. 13 does hit indeed. Five points of fire damage. Nice. Lighting the uh, chap in the leather armor's shoulder 
on fire, uh, which burns up his neck and into his hair, singeing his uh, light blonde hair as well. Um, he is not looking in particularly good shape at the moment. He's taking quite a bit of damage. Uh, thank you very much for that. Um, Reigns will then, sorry, Mark, Reigns will yeah. turn. He will sprint north in the room. He will get to Emron, thinking that there's safety in numbers, and he will just stand next to Emron with his shield up. He'll give one of his lockpicks to NC, and he'll go, NC, find her, and NC's going to take off around the room to see if he can find Marota in a cell anywhere with my, with a lockpick in tow. We should probably get a marker for where he is, as it is a valid target. Um, for experience, I'm just going to say she starts... Um, sorry, she, I've given her a pronoun. Uh, NC has started moving up towards the north. Um, from where you are in, all the people of interest have, have come to you specifically. Um, if I'm going to attack NC, I'll, I'll theatre the mind it to save us finding it. Uh, NC would steer clear of people. NC's got a mission, which is to not get hit and to find Marota. Okay, uh, 30 feet of movement, is that right for the homunculus? Um, I believe I so, so. Let me check. Have a check, but I'll just I'll keep that in mind as as we progress. It's fly of it's fly of thirty feet, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah fly right. of thirty feet. Thank you very much. It will for also that. hover high if that helps it. It will hover high. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, not a problem. So imagine probably 10, 15 feet up and then fifteen feet out, and as it starts to survey the room, trying to find for trying to look for Morota. Thank you very much for that. Uh, starting off then with the Jade Blood Drops and their attacking force, and um, the guy in the red. Armour is going to run after Nyx in the uh, right-hand corner. The chap that was fighting and took a vicious blow out of Alpha is going to move towards you, Reigns, and the Buckleman, Buckleman is going to stay in contact with you, <laughs> um, Emron. So he's going to, Emron, your, uh, your now worthy adversary is going to take a swing at you. At set of 12 against your armor class. Miss. Twice in a row he's missed. Now he's not happy, Buckleman. Um, the one against uh, you, Reigns. Ah, oh, that's a natural 20. Ooh. Fuck. So that is a 26. Yeah, I mean, natural 20 hits. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. I thought thanks for telling us there to hit modifier. Yes, I, I should have done that. Uh, you take six points of slashing damage. Luckily, Each. I rolled quite lowly yeah. on, the, um, on the old D6. Okay, yeah. I'm fine. And finally, the one... You say you're down? No, I'm fine. I said. Fine, cool. No problem. And next, the one. If it was next, you'd uh, be down. Running up to you. Oh, that is 25 against your armor class. Oh, yeah. Luckily, I rolled the lowest I possibly could. You take two points of slashing damage. That was a. Oh, yeah. That's the end of their round. Emron, your turn. What do you want to do? Uh, excellent. Um, the one that attacked Reigns, that's the one that's taken a lot of damage, yes? Uh, the one that's currently involved with Nyx has taken quite a bit. Both of them have taken quite a substantial bit. No, but there was one that Reigns attacked. Was that the one that's facing Reigns? No, the one that's gone down towards Nyx. Ah, uh, okay. So you the said one that's one facing Reigns has only took one of my bullets. So, okay, yes. sorry. Still um, taking damage, though. Fine. Um, okay, uh, having seen Reigns sort of like probably made a noise as the um, attack came at him, Reigns will turn, see this other person, uh, and... He will raise his hammer in the air again and shout, Elido's flames will have you. Uh, and I'm going to cast Searing Smite. Nice. And I'm going to hit the person that stabbed Reigns with Searing Smite, please. All right, roll to hit. 
Swear to God, I'm changing religion. <laughs> Go on. It's good. It's a 17. Nice. Oh, yes, that's that a hits. holy number. So that's uh, so that thing will take now. six points of bludgeoning damage, followed by uh, da, 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 da. oh, don't know why it rolled that twice. Four points of fire damage. Nice. Is that uh, it also rolled your bludgeoning twice, which is really strange? But did it? Uh, oh no, he rolled it in two hand. Rolls, hand, in it, two hand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it rolls, yeah, the fire damage two is for its next turn. It's really weird that it's one initial damage. So um, as the hammer strikes the person facing Reigns, the fire engulfs that person, and then they start making saves at the start of their turns. No, they don't, because he has no more turns. Oh. He is dead. Oh. He lights cool. yeah. he the flame, what he screams... Uh, blissful agony in front of you, Emron, and also uh, reigns as he falls to his death at the feet of someone he probably caused the death of a rather poignant end for a poignant prick. Uh, he is dead. <laughs> I know, but I normally Emron want to be like good guys, don't they? Like, oh, yeah. think of his family, but now, you know, it's nice to have some just some stereotypes. Having, having, having struck down that person, watched him burn, Emron will turn to the Buckler man and go, you're next, lad. Oh, yeah. very nice. Thank you very much, Emron, for that. Nick, stop of the round. You just hear the screams of someone being um, immolated. What would you like to do? Beautiful word. Uh, Nick will say, eat fire, dickhead, and put both <laughs> hands in the fire bucket, bring out two coals, and throw them at the guy uh, next to me. Uh, literally, like, as close. So it's either going to be a throw or press him into him. I mean, it's just not going to hurt you as well. Uh, yes, but I've got damage. resistant to fire damage. Okay, I'm isn't this just an improvised, damage. an improvised weapon attack? I don't know. Surely it's hot it's, coals, guys. Like, cool. do you want to be hit with those? Yeah, but, but 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 by then, I think I think this would be classified as improvised weapons. Either way, it's cool, yeah. Will. Yeah, yeah sorry. Cool. Rule it's of cool. Be improvised Will. weapon, but I'm going to give it a plus one because it's a rather deadly improvised weapon, not like a book or a plank. It's a rather so it's straight D twenty plus one. Basically. Straight D twenty plus one, but then we'll add plus one. So the damage. And then you miss throwing these coals at this person. How about a crit? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, that's beautiful. So what is an improvised weapon again? Is that just um, D6 I'll, plus I'll... your strength modifier? I thought Improvise... it was just strength modifier. Just strength modifier. Improvised weapon includes any object you can wield um, in your hands. <laughs> so and whatever damage it does. Improvised weapons don't... Uh, some kinds of an often improvised weapon is similar to an actual weapon. It can be treated as such. For example, a table leg is akin to a club. Blah 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 blah. Um, an object that bears no resemblance to a weapon deals one d four damage. Um, give me two d four. Two d four plus. Okey-dokey. Two because you got one in each hand, I guess. And I'll say with a crit, you offset a little bit of the damage. What a shame! Uh, five oh. points of damage. Luckily, he only had two left. I like these guys seem weaker than when we fought them in the street. No, <laughs> yeah, well, there's just... less of them. There's less of them. It's an enclosed space. No one's got a crossbow, uh, yeah. um, and you're not surrounded. And you've this got to jump true. on them. I'm gonna and... force the coals into his mouth. My God, Ooh, I was gonna ask how you how it's you Tarantino. To... There you go. Eat fire, dickhead. Literal. 
his eyes go grow wide as the coals burn through the inside of his cheeks as his eyes nose ears and mouth start to foam and oh god uh we we can't it <laughs> as as kill bill step no, um yeah that's violent we've had some violent deaths he's okay. yeah he's fully dead he's he uh, yeah I'm let's face it everybody's just gonna get set on fire right now there's only one guy left and he looks um buckleman well, needs to start in a buckle. Let's just say that. No. Uh, thanks for that very violent uh, death there. Nick's Alpha, over to you. You've just watched, um, well, you've just watched Flames, basically. I, I, I oh, still sorry. have movement. Apologies. So sorry. So um, because we're still here from Marotta, uh, I Nick's is going to peg all his movement straight north of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. 30 so he ends there and he's um casting his eyes around looking for anything that resembles marauder as you run north just to the left of you you notice again one of those kind of single iron uh frames that you could hoist up that could fit a single person within it it's on the ground floor it's on the ground at the minute it is also empty to your left you you notice a large guillotine uh, stood in the center offset the diagonal in the middle of the room and you're the first person because Alpha, you've walked backwards. You haven't noticed this before. Mm. But Nick says you're running forward. You notice there's a man in tattered clothing sat on the back side of the guillotine, head hunched down, ha- like, hands over his face. Um, he is weaponless. He doesn't even take any notice of you, but he does seem to be alive. Um, that's the end of your turn. Next, Alpha, over to you. What would you like to do? Alpha is, first of all, going to see that the two enemies have been engulfed by flames um the um reginald Bucklerman, the one attacking emron i'm just going to take a quick pistol shot in the back of the head oh reginald Bucklerman is going to go down to a bullet in the back of the head i'm going to try <laughs> Do it. i love that we've given him another name now this is great yeah Ooh, 18 to hit yeah that hits come on come on come on the Bucklermans have weak skulls and 11 points of piercing damage. That's really good. You guys are rolling really good damage. He's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we, we we didn't do very well in that street fight, did we? we really, no, we no, must have rolled really very well. You did very badly. I had tactical advantage. Um, and you've rolled really like high damage. And success rate has been very high in that. The shot rings out over the what only be described as a room of a lovely room of death as ace ventura would have it and silence falls and the crackles of flames um echo from around you silence falls over the space as uh nicks you've heading you're heading north um the space is now yours to really explore guys um what do you want to do i think alpha just as he takes that first shot he would start making his way over towards uh, where Nix is quite quickly again looking for Marota. He's there to help. He's there to do the good deed. But I think Nix would actually get distracted by the other person sat on the thing, um, sat on the guillotine. So you mean just, sorry, yeah, my apologies. Alpha would get distracted. Oh the... right, thanks, dickhead. I was wondering there, <laughs> putting words in my character's mouth. No, 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 my bad. Alpha would get distracted by the guy sat on the guillotine with his head in his hands um, and just go to him first and just. Find out if he's okay. He doesn't. 
move or respond doesn't move from his current position. But as you step up around that area, you notice the space continue. Like I said, it was a bit of an L shape. You notice a large set of chains on the floor in front of you, not made for them of a human, but for something larger, much larger, that stands chain and ball in the center of the room. To the north of that is an old iron suit of armor and a broken fireplace by the looks of things. A number of spears stand in a rack to the north as well, behind the guillotine. But at the far end of the room is what gets your attention. Standing high and tall, ensconced in flame behind it, casting shadows across the space in front of you, you notice the unmistakable outline of a large iron maiden. This sits locked, closed, humanoid-shaped at the far end of the room. As you look around to the other possible places of Mar- the Marota could be, um, the cells stand empty. As you step kind of to the right of where this Iron Maiden stands, there is a door, a wooden door, which enters into a, obviously another space. Um, what else? Is there anything else we want to be doing before we move on? Um, NC is just doing a, has done a complete sweep of the room and has presumably found no sight of Marota. There's no sign of Marota, no. Not from what we can see. But like I said, the Iron Maiden shut. There's a door to the south. Um, and yeah. Nyx would, I assume I've seen this Iron Maiden, Nyx. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Nyx would book it towards the Iron Maiden and start knocking on it. Marota, if you're in there, make any sort of sound, any sort of mm, or knock or anything, shake, do something. As you bang, bang, bang hits on this Iron Maiden, you hear it kind of echo through not only the suit, but also through the larger space. And you, as you say those words, you wait, you hope. There's a moment of silence. And it lasts what well, feels like an eternity. And you think, you turn around shaking your head and just as you're about to open your mouth, you hear bang, bang from the inside of the suit. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week's episode of The Fellowship of the Tabletop. <gasps> yeah, boy! We find someone. We find it. It might be Marota. Who knows? Who knows? We, who knows? We, we, we all knew you were leading up to that. <laughs> yeah, Someone masquerading. They're just going, let me out of this goddamn thing. <laughs> it's actually a halfling. That's why it sounded... That's why it's why, why echoed inside, because the halfling's actually, not filling up all the space. It's actually a lich that's been stuck in there for a while yeah. and just wants to escape and... It's know, Vecna. Yeah, it's Vecna. Yeah, it's Vecna. Why not? <laughs> and thank you very much for litching onto us as your podcast. Oh, we oh, appreciate oh, and love oh, you oh, for it, that for tuning sick. in, making this part of your everyday week. If you wanted to keep up to date with the podcast, you can do so on one of our various social media channels. We have a website, which is at fellowshiptabletop.com. We have a Facebook, which is at Fellowship Tabletop. And then we also have a Twitter page, which is at the Fellowship Table. If you wanted to find us individually, you can do so. I'm at iRolder1. Will is at Natural20 Will. Darren is at Darren Page 06, I am. Big happy clappy thighs Callum is at <laughs> the D20 Gamer. And our extraordinary DM is at Hastily Roll DM. And <laughs> next time, guys, clap on! <laughs> <laughs>